The Beacon, celebrating when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Hey, well, greetings. Welcome to The Beacon radio program, sponsored proudly by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School, airing on 960 The Patriot. We thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are out and about in your car and happen to catch us on the radio, we want to welcome you. If you're uh, in the gym or in your workout area and you're running on the treadmill, you look great. Keep it up. You're doing a good job. Keep on trucking. We're so glad you're listening in to today's program. I am here uh, with my faithful co-host, Jeff Blake from Phoenix Christian. Jeff, thanks for being here. It is good to look you eye to eye this morning. <laughs> We're <laughs> celebrating. This is the first time that collectively we've all been back in the recording studio since March, you know, since the, the, the era of the global pandemic. I can look through the windows and see our producer, Jeremy, who keeps us all on track. Good to see you, brother. And, uh, you know, Jeff, we just have a really cool program today, a perfect program to get the band back together, to be here in the studio and to, to have as a, I guess, somebody who I think the audience is really going to enjoy hearing about somebody who's got uh, a story and a story to tell that can't be told apart from the hand of God. And you know, like we say, the motto of our program, the reason we're here is to celebrate ways in which God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. So, Jeff, I hope you'll help me welcome Heidi Dwiggan of Harvest Compassion Center. Heidi, thank you so much for being on the program with us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We're just delighted. We're so thrilled that you're here representing um, Harvest Compassion Center. We're going to learn over the course of our time together a little bit about that ministry, the way God's using it. And uh, But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit, introduce you to the the listeners, and, uh, and hear a little bit about your background, your um, we, we talked about it off air. You're a virtual Phoenix native, which means you've been here for, for a while. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, how you got here, and, and uh, just introduce yourself if you would, please. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. Again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am originally from Buffalo, New York. So, yeah, so definitely from the other end of the spectrum, the uh, the blistery cold to the, to the heat here, and I will take record 144 days of over 100 over the snow any day. Um, but no, I've been here 21 years and still enjoying it. Um, um, went to school in New York City and studied international marketing, made it through 43 countries so far and oh my 30 states and counting. So um, so that's been a lot of fun, And um, but enjoy being here and working in nonprofit. Very rewarding. Well, mm-hmm. that's terrific. Well, yeah. that's really great. And uh, and you live, what part of the valley are you living in now? I live in North Scottsdale. Okay. I've been there ever since I moved here. Yep, okay, so great. It's home. Mm-hmm. Seen a lot of change in the time that you've been here too, right? The growth For has sure. been incredible in the valley. And it has. So many people, and with so many people, there's so many needs, you know, so many things right. that right. that happen mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, over the course of, of our lives. I'm not sure any of us pictured a global pandemic being part of the program, but... For sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but here again, you know, God, yeah, God is is sovereign, and we trust Him, and we know mm-hmm. that uh, even those things that we wouldn't choose or wish um, on ourselves or anybody else um, don't don't catch Him off guard, right? No, no, uh, He always stands strong. Yeah, yeah, we always have our strong foundation too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, well, yeah. tell us a little bit um, about Harvest Compassion Center. Um, just give the listeners kind of a broad brushstroke of, hey, this is what we're about. This is who we are and what we do. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So we are part of Mitchell Swaback Charities Incorporated that was founded about 16 years ago uh, by the family of Mitchell Swaback, who tragically lost his life at a young age. Um, so his parents and his sister created the organization, have done some amazing things in the Chicago area, even internationally. But upon moving to Phoenix, decided that, especially with the 
economic downturn at that time around 2008 um, and seeing that families were really struggling to meet their basic needs so started the um, the Harvest Compassion Center which is our local which is a local food and clothing bank um, so we have three centers now um, my center is North Phoenix uh, Tatum and Thunderbird we have the West Phoenix location which is our newest location right behind GCU 27th Avenue and Camelback and then also in Maryville uh, 67th Avenue and Indian School so um, we have set days that we're open um, but always from 9 to 11 30 a.m. and we open our doors and welcome anybody who feels that they are in need and we're happy to help them with food clothing hygiene items and baby items well that's amazing and um, so really anybody who feels like you know what right now at this time this season of my life I'm just not sure exactly where to turn I need some I need some uh, I need food I need clothing I need I need something um, they're welcome, right? Do they? Is, what's yeah. required when they come in? Is there anything at all that they need to show or bring? Well, we keep it really simple. Mm-hmm. And again, when you open your doors and you're truly there just to help, it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't receive any state or federal funding. So we keep our check-in procedure qualifications very simple. Oh, that's nice. It's a photo ID and a proof of Arizona residency. So a bill like a gas bill, electric bill, a lease that shows where you're currently living in Arizona. Some guests that we have coming through the door, especially our homeless population, mm-hmm. don't even have that. They may not even have a photo mm-hmm. ID. And that's okay. We're there to help. So we check them in based on the information that they give us. Um, but we don't require any kind of income verification or background checks, anything. We keep it very simple. And like you said, some people come in and, um, and it, we see all different situations. I bet. Some may be temporary, some may be more long-term, but again, we open our doors and we're there to help no matter what's going on in somebody's life. One of the things that we talked about pre-show that I think makes um, this organization unique, that makes Harvest Compassion Center um, a little bit different, by design, I think intentionally, is the way you structure the support that you offer. Talk a little bit about, uh, and again, there is a need for and a celebration of every kind of support, every shape and every size in every place that's coming along some uh, coming alongside somebody who's in a position of needing assistance. So it isn't as if it's necessarily right or wrong. But one of the approaches that I think I heard in the story, as we talked about it pre-show, uh, is just the experience that these folks have when they come to the Harvest Compassion Center. Talk a little bit about the intentionality of that and how you think it might be a little different or unique compared to some of the other opportunities to support folks. Well, I think every organization, especially nonprofit, has its niche. Right. And I think for hours, we really do walk the talk about our compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, every morning before we open, we huddle with our amazing volunteers. And I always say we have the most amazing volunteers around. Um, so devoted. We're so grateful for them. But we do a morning huddle where we'll make announcements. And I will often say, you know, we help people and then we give them food, clothing, hygiene items and baby items. Right. Um, we are a faith based organization. Um, so we're very blessed to be able to talk about faith um, to make be quote a line of scripture um, to you know be able to minister for just a few minutes to somebody um, we do offer prayer to each of our guests we offer Bibles um, and some people will say what is prayer 
Mm. I've never heard of it, you know, or what is a Bible? So we're blessed to have that opportunity to bring that, to introduce that into their lives. Or some may say, oh, you know, sure, I'd love a Bible. I have six, but I'll pass it along to somebody who needs one. So they've been, you know, they've known about faith. They've been walking in faith for many years, and that's great. We can join together. We can pray for them. So, but I think our niche is that we really try to help the whole person. It's not just come on in. We can help you every 30 days with these items. Choose your food, choose your clothing, goodbye, see you next month. It's, Mm -hmm. you know what, we check each guest in one by one, Mm -hmm. and we keep notes on every guest. That's great. So if you came in last month and you shared with us that your mom is in the hospital, we will have that in notes if we don't already remember it ourselves. Sure. um, Because we do try to remember each person's name and and story, but we we do help hundreds, if not thousands of people collectively. So if not, we can refer to those notes and say, you know, John, it's so nice to see you again. How is your mom doing? she getting better you know we can go ahead and say another prayer for her um so i think just you know our niche is really spending those extra few minutes um with each guest and you know here's what we provide if we don't have you know the other resources you're in need of we probably know somebody else who does so very often you know our community board is a big help our community resource binder um you know our section on brochures um things that have so many great resources around we will share with our guests so that, you know, we're really trying to help you get back on your feet. Um, and, and we've been very successful with that. Well, I'm sure. And, you know, yeah. it's it's awesome because, you know, in, in what I heard you say, I heard, I heard we help people and then we also give them some things that they need. Right. And that that model, Jeff, you know, is uh, is is so well established by Christ. Here's the water that I know you need. Now let's talk about living water, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so to hear that in the model for Harvest Compassion Center, it's no wonder mm-hmm. that the God who designed that method of living out the gospel, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just uh, coming at people, you know, who have a need that's unmet, yeah, one of the things that's coming across loud and clear is that you really put skin on compassion. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Meet people yeah. where they're at. You've right. identified their name. You have a memory about them, their story, and, and the fact that people can come in and have that kind of experience. As we started off the show and affirming that's part of the culture of your organization, that's a pretty incredible gift that you're giving people in addition to, the, to meeting some of the needs that they have. Thank you. Yep, that's always the goal. In fact, I'll try and share every huddle with our volunteers. Okay, last week, you know, we helped a lady who came in who, and we're seeing a lot of domestic violence, a real spike mm-hmm. in cases coming. And so very sad. I mean, we're just, we typically do hear very challenging stories, but through the pandemic, all the more they're coming in and, and even greater. So I, I will share some of those stories. So the lady who just came in, whose boyfriend threw her out, she put all her belongings in a car and he set her car on fire Mm. so she came to the center with the clothes on her back and her dog you know okay so by the time she left she was headed to a women's shelter or program that was going to um, where she was going to have a mentor have a place to stay for the next several nights have classes to go to and we gave her food and and a whole bunch of clothes you know to wear and really just took those extra few minutes so these are the things that I'll share you know with our volunteers to really give them ideas so 
you know, because there is time management. We're open for two and a half hours and we're getting quite a few people through. But in the busyness of shopping for food with someone or bagging their clothes or let's just not forget, you know, as we do day to day in life with our to do list, let's not forget why we're really here. And that's, you know, when somebody with that circumstance comes in, things stop for a few minutes. And it's, that's right. you know, how can we help this person who just feels so helpless and hopeless? Mm hmm. Well, so good, Heidi. And if you're just tuning into the program today, we are delighted to have Heidi Dwegen from Harvest Compassion Center on the program where uh, people who are in need of things can go to a location. You know what? They're going to get things there. But one of the things that we know to be true is that people are more important than things. And uh, it's just clear that that's, uh, that's being lived out by, by you, by your volunteers, by the organization, in the ways that needs are met in addition to provision being given. So we celebrate that. Um, it's a way in which God's using the unexpected here in the Valley of the Sun to, to do the unexplainable. And, and he does that for his glory. And he uses those of us who would make ourselves available, not so much because we have anything particularly great to bring to the table, but because that's how he works for his glory and for the good of others. So come back in this next section. We're going to drill down a little bit on the story of Mitchell Swabach and, uh, and find out how God used that tragedy to do the good things we're talking about. The Beacon is presented by Phoenix Christian, a school celebrating excellence in education since 1949. Learn more at phoenixchristian.org. Hey, well, welcome back to our second segment here in today's program, The Beacon, proudly sponsored by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School. We are uh, really having a great time in studio today. Good to be back in the studio after months of, of uh, being away and working remotely through Zoom. I know uh, many of our listeners have had similar experiences, and it just feels really great to be back together in the studio, and especially because we have a wonderful guest. Heidi uh, is here with Compass Harvest Compassion Center, and uh, Heidi, thank you again for uh, getting up and coming down to the program and doing a recording session with us, and we're just really grateful that you're here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's absolutely my pleasure, and yeah, real joy to be here. Thank you. Uh, for the podcast, when uh, we have those things posted, we have a uh, a producer that helps us named Miriam, and Miriam makes sure that we get things uh, up and, and out and available for folks. Uh, we'll also have hyperlinks that'll make it easy for somebody who's listening to go to the organization. But why don't I have you give the website while we're thinking about it? So if somebody wants to check it out as they're listening, they can get there. Yeah, our website is www.harvestcompassioncenter.org. That's great. And as we talked about uh, in the first session, this came initially, this is one of a number of uh, charities that is supported through an organization called Mitchell Swaback Charities. And the Swaback family uh, hailed years ago in Chicago and probably still has a lot of roots there. Um, but their, their young son was tragically uh, lost uh, in a drowning that, um, you know, again, one of those things that you just, you couldn't imagine, you wouldn't wish on anybody. Um, we can't pretend, those of us who haven't walked that path or lived that, to understand the depth and the gravity of their sorrow and their pain, uh, I'm sure still today, uh, years later, um, it would have been, I think, and probably at times, as tempting to, to stay there and live there. But based on uh, what I've, I've learned and I've read about who Mitch 
um, is and was um, and who the family is, that's not how it worked out. You know, again, we celebrate on this program how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable and usually for his glory in ways that can't be told apart from that. So give us a little insight because of your involvement with the family and uh, the founder of, of uh, Harvest Compassion Center, a sister of Mitch's. Tell us a little bit about the connection with the charities and some of the things that have come out of that moment in time for them since then. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so like you said, the Swabak and Thompson family. Okay. Right. Um, so Bob and Gay Swabak and their daughter, Nicole Thompson, um, founded the organization almost 16 years ago, Mitchell Swabak Charities, um, as a result of Mitchell's life being cut short from a drowning accident. He was just a remarkable man, never had the honor of meeting him, um, but we have a picture of him in the center. And I'll very often turn to it and say, you know, Mitch, I've never met you, but I come to work every day for you and look forward to meeting you someday. Um, but it's an honor to do it all in your, um, you know, to carry on your legacy. So that's exactly what they wanted to do was carry on his legacy. So when the um, accident happened and they were holding services to celebrate his life, many people were coming to them saying what an extraordinary young man he was. As the video on our website will talk about, he's the one who would come home, make, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, go to parts of Chicago that you really shouldn't go to (laughs) any time of day. And, uh, but he wasn't a afraid. He just had that, you know, that courage, that faith-based, you know, uh, no fear and and servants, you know, heart and attitude to help. Um, And many people were saying that to the family, you know, we really need to do something to carry on his legacy. And that's how it all began. Incredible. And, and, uh, and so God honoring and so hope filled, you know, at a time when it would be easy to, to want to crawl into that, you know, virtual fetal position and say, I just, I can't recover. That's it. Instead, there was hope. Yes, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I've, I've spoken many times um, with his sister and his mom, um, you know, just about, you know, what is that feeling like mm-hmm. if I've been blessed to not have lost a very close family member? Right. So, um, you know, what do you do the next day after, you know, realizing that your only sibling and your only son are gone? And of course, our faith teaches us that he's called home. But still, you know, Nicole will talk about, well, it wasn't God's plan. Right. Okay, so now, Let's go to, you know, to the next step and, you know, to take that courage and that hope that our faith teaches us and do something positive with it is extraordinary. And every year on Mitch's, the anniversary of his death, Nicole will send out um, a newsletter, an email recapping all that has been done in the last 16 years to carry on his legacy. And it's remarkable, you know, what all has been done in one man's name. Um, so it's really, it's, it's really neat to see. It is a wonderful lesson to all of us that there are blessings in the darkness you know there are blessings in the broken pieces that you know just keep walking through it and you know there there will be good that will come of it you know it's it's normal and not uncommon for folks to just have that natural why question right Mm -hmm. i mean all the way back to the gospels where the disciples asked jesus why why was this why was he born blind why why did this happen And, and jesus answered directly to say that god would be glorified uh, when he was when he was healed in that situation, that circumstance that was difficult and bad that people wouldn't wish, were for God's glory, and it's hard for us to wrap our finite minds around that. Um, but uh, but on the chance that Nicole would hear our conversation today, or or Mitchell's parents, or family, or other friends, we just on behalf of the Beacon, on behalf of Phoenix Christian, and personally, want to say thank you, thank you for 
allowing God to use probably the, the greatest tragedy that your life will see in ways that have encouraged tens of thousands of others. And today, us mm-hmm. and our listeners, we're grateful um, that you chose uh, to make available uh, to the Lord your broken situation, your, your hurt and your pain and, and your resources and your time and energy uh, that continues to, uh, to glorify the Lord and honor the legacy of Mitch, including an athletic center I read about in mm-hmm. Chicago right. at a school. You know, schools are close to this program. We have a heart for mm-hmm. education. And uh, sometime if you're in the Chicago area, you can go by the Mitch, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a place yeah. where young, young kids get a chance to, to do athletic things. And mm-hmm. so, again, we're, we're thankful to, to you for being here. We're thankful uh, to, the, to the Swabak and Thompson families. Uh, for their commitment and to the countless volunteers that make Harvest Compassion Center possible and make it more than just a distribution center of things and rather uh, a place where the gospel is lived out uh, by meeting the needs of folks, coming alongside them in some of their most difficult times, praying with them, getting to know them, being intentional about keeping notes on the things that are going on in their lives so that they can build and foster a relationship that's going to make a huge difference. Um, moving forward, Jeff, isn't it a delight to get the chance to hear uh, from, from Heidi today? This is super inspiring, and, and I'm sitting here just reflecting on the narrative of what birthed, um, birthed the whole movement and the inspiration. And as a parent, um, that's convicting. Our parent, uh, as parent, I'm a parent of four, and the kids are my treasure. And sitting here reflecting on how I would live in the wake of that—that's inspiring. And as, fo- and as followers of Christ, that they they took that point and then inspired, and as Steve has affirmed here, serving countless, countless others in the spirit of compassion. Did you say that you've been to the Mitch and you've seen it? And I have not yet. Uh, I have not yet heard all about it, but I have not yet. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, and, and serving kids all day long, that's a, that's a pretty, amazing, um, pretty amazing thing. Well, again, Heidi, we're happy to have you on the program. If you're just tuning into The Beacon, you've picked a great program to listen to. Come on back for the next segment as we continue to learn ways in which God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable right here in Phoenix. Thanks for tuning in. The Beacon is made possible by Phoenix Christian and listeners like you. Hey, well, welcome back to The Beacon. We are here in our third segment today. If you're just tuning in, you happen to be cruising around uh, Phoenix, listening to 960 The Patriot. Thanks for dialing us up on your radio. We're glad that you're listening in today. And we have as our special guest, Heidi Dwiggin. Heidi is with Harvest Compassion Center. Uh, there are three locations here in the Valley meeting the needs of folks who have needs and, uh, and not just the physical and tangible needs, but uh, spiritual as well. And those needs that uh, maybe they don't even realize they have when they come through the door that you have the opportunity to come alongside them, pray with them, encourage them, support them, help them find resources that uh, maybe they don't even know exist. And uh, it's really cool to get to celebrate that. So thanks again, Heidi, for being on the program. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. We're just so thrilled you're here. We talk. Mm-hmm. Um, about a little earlier in the program, a, a story, an unfortunate story of a woman who came in who was uh, experiencing some domestic abuse. She showed up with her and her dog, and you had the chance to not only meet the immediate needs that she had, but some long-term needs that were going to be important. And 
I just like to take a moment in this segment to talk about other examples of ways in which here again, God is using your availability and that of the organization to do things that are making a difference, um, that are both, uh, maybe temporal and eternal in the lives of some of these folks. Can you share with us, uh, another experience that you've had? Absolutely. Yep. So as director of operations at our North Phoenix location, oftentimes you're thinking more operationally. Always mm. people, people are always first and foremost in your mind. It's actually more like director of people, you know, if you <laughs> sure. will. But um, but in reality of that, um, there does come some operational things. So there was one shift in particular on a Saturday, which is usually our busiest day. And uh, so we were wrapping up, getting things uh, closed out. So, you know, making sure the volunteers are all set, remaining guests are getting checked through. In the meantime, we had a food drive being delivered to us, um, and it was that amazing church who um, delivered 7,000 pounds of food. So wow. very, very busy time, kind of a yeah. grand central at the Harvest Compassion Center. And um, and I just locked the door at 1130, okay. and all of a sudden there was a knock on the door, mm. and, uh, and something told me, Heidi, go answer it. And so I opened it up, and a 17-year-old young man was standing at the door and um, and he said I need help and it's those moments where the world stops it doesn't matter what's going on around you what's being delivered who's doing you know you just say to everybody please close out you know I I just need to sit here with him for a few minutes so Mm -hmm. um, and luckily Nicole my boss was there and I said could you please handle the food drive I just need to spend some time with him so I'll call him John um, Mm -hmm. just to keep it um, for his privacy Um, but John was fleeing um, from a very abusive home very Mm -hmm. abusive parents very abusive siblings Um, so he had really nowhere to turn he would live in the bushes Mm -hmm. near his school um, to still try to go to school, but uh, was battling. Um, he was trying to. He was turning to alcohol, drugs to numb his pain, and he knew it wasn't right. So he was really trying to do the right thing. Um, he did have some other adults who were trying to help him, who were giving a place on his couch. But the problem was, he was fleeing authorities because when authorities would find him, they'd bring him right back home. Sure. So, um, so just a real difficult catch twenty two situation. So, um, you know, just really sat and talked with him, um, and then you know took him through, gave him as much food, as many clothes, and that as we could. Um, but that was one that you know always stands out. So I keep his check in sheet in my pile, and, or not even on my pile, taped to the wall, mm-hmm. and um, and I pray every day that he will come back, mm-hmm. so that um, so that we can continue to help him. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so if you could, um, just please keep John, God knows who he is, sure. his real name, but, um, in your prayers and just hope that he gets a safe place in a loving environment to help him thrive and be on the right path. But yes, we did give him some really good resources. And, uh, once he's 18, he'll have a lot more, you know, options and opportunities and safety. Well, you know, and that's it. That's the people are more important than things, you know, and the things are important. They're not unimportant, especially to the people, but the people are where it matters. And, you know, thank goodness that uh, that's something that told you probably the Holy Spirit that, hey, you know yes. what? This is a knock at the door yes. that I've prepared, mm-hmm. that this, import, this is important. And the chance to really listen, tune everything else out, tune him in mm-hmm. and really listen to him, I'm sure meant a great deal at that time and the opportunity to turn someplace else other than alcohol or or ways like that to numb the pain and to know that there's a God who loves him, who cares deeply for him and is going to move heaven and earth to provide for him. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we will. We'll pray that John returns to you and especially that he enters into a relationship with the God of the universe through Christ. So uh, again, we thank you for, for being here on the program. Um, that is one of, I am sure, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories that uh, that exist and are being made new even again today in the centers um, as they open. Uh, and we're just we're really gra- glad to be able to celebrate that together. So if you're tuning into The Beacon, we have Heidi here today. We're glad to be on 960 The Patriot. We're honored to be sponsored by Phoenix Christian. We ask that you'll come back and stay with us for this next segment where we wrap everything up together. Thanks again for tuning into The Beacon. Phoenix Christian believes strongly in its rich history and bright future. Now equipping students from pre-K through 12th grade. Learn how you can help continue its legacy of Christ-centered education at phoenixchristian.org forward slash support. You're listening to The Beacon, presented by Phoenix Christian. Hey, welcome back to The Beacon today. We're so glad you tuned in. I am your host, Steve Woods. We're delighted to have you listening in on 960 The Patriot or perhaps on a podcast. And uh, if you're a listener of The Beacon and you've heard other episodes, thanks again for returning. And uh, there are many other episodes that we've been able to record in a little bit over a year that we've been on the air. And we hope that you'll check those out. You can find them at phoenixchristian.org forward slash The Beacon. You can find them anywhere that you find the podcast that you listen to. And uh, there's some incredible stories, all of which have a common theme, which is that God does use the unexpected to do the unexplainable. And if you were with us in the last segment, we talked a little bit about um, a specific story and a young man, 17, who showed up at the door just after it had been closed and locked and knocked and the, the spirit uh, moved Heidi to go and, and to, to meet and talk with this young man who we're calling John. And, and Jeff, uh, Heidi called us to prayer, to pray for him. And I think we should do that on the program. Uh, right now. Would you do that? Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Father, we're privileged to approach your throne, Father, with the people and concerns that rest on our heart, Father. And we thank you for Heidi's responsiveness to the moving of your spirit and the knock at the door and the and uh, the vulnerable young man that op- was just seeking help, Father. And we're going to call him John here. Father, you know his name, you know his needs, and you know his story. And Father, that was a one-time passing of, uh, crossing of paths that Heidi had with John. And Father, her, hev- her heart is still heavy with his story, his narrative. And so, Father, she compelled us to pray, and we lift him to your throne. Father, you know where he is in the city as we speak. And Father, you know his needs. And Father, we pray for the redemption of his story, uh, the salvation of his death, and Father, that if it be your will, that you use compassion again to uh, to intervene in his life. And so, but Father, we do lift him for your, to your throne and ask for healing and direction. And Father, we're grateful for Heidi and organizations like Compassion and ask that you continue to bless them. We lift this in your son's holy name. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, we're just grateful for the privilege of prayer. And we, we want to be a people that um, is characterized not so much by saying, hey, yeah, we'll pray for John, but actually doing that. And, you know, the God of the universe hears um, and compels and invites us to, to ask him for um, his supernatural intervention. And uh, I hope that you can return someday to the program or that we can hear stories of how that relationship uh, with, with John has continued and will celebrate then as well. Mm-hmm. So many stories. This is one that we've heard, but, but hundreds and hundreds of people that are, are routinely 
uh, being helped, they're being, their needs are being met and through Harvest Compassion Center. And we celebrate that again today. And, and Heidi, I want to invite you, um, you know, during this fourth and final segment of our program today to just list a myriad of examples of ways if somebody's listening and, and, uh, and they're, they're compelled, they, um, the spirit is moving in them the same way it did for you to open that door that day for John. How can they, how can they learn more? How can they find out about the different ways in which they might be able to be invited to join God and what he's doing through Harvest Compassion Center? Okay. Well, thank you again so much for having me. Thank you for everyone who has taken the time to listen to our story. And if you do feel compelled to connect with us, we would love to meet you um, and find your special place in our center. Um, So different ways, um, I would encourage people to go to our website, harvestcompassioncenter.org. If they're interested in volunteering, um, you can volunteer during a shift and work directly with guests, Mm -hmm. either shopping for food or clothes. Um, But there's a volunteer icon where they can fill out an online application, submit it, and we'll get them scheduled. Scheduled. Um, we accept all kinds of donations. So if somebody would like to clean out their closet, we're accepting gently used clothes and shoes, uh, toys and books for kids and teens, and food always, mm-hmm. um, and hygiene items. And those can be dropped off on days that the centers are open, which is listed on our website. Um, we also have an Amazon wish list. So for people who are not comfortable being out and about during the pandemic or just love the convenience of doing it from home, uh, that w- wish list lists all of our critical food items. Um, that uh, people can go ahead and order and they'll be delivered directly to our centers. Um, It is because of the community that we have kept our shelves stocked through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. There were times where we could not purchase from our food suppliers, so we're very grateful to such a supportive community. Uh, We call them HCC champions, and we're very blessed for them. Um, We have our Great Feed One program, which is a big um, income generator for us. So for $28 a month, you can feed a family. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And it can be a one-time payment. Some people will do four families, um, sure. or it can be recurring. And you can set that up on our website, you know, with a credit card. Of course, receipts are given, and um, so that's great, too. We are eligible for tax credit. That'll be another great income generator for us. Yeah, and for those that are listening, let me just jump in for a second. In Arizona, if you've not heard, Arizona um, makes an opportunity for, for us to um, make a donation to your organization, uh, and and then receive a dollar for dollar tax credit. So what that means, folks, is that 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 dollar that would have gone to the general fund of the state is being directed by you in the form of a donation, and then you're being reimbursed for that donation in the form of a tax credit. So uh, charitable contributions are great, and we can all take those deductions um, off of our our gross income, and it reduces your taxable income. Everybody understands that. But a tax credit is dollar for dollar, and this is in essence an opportunity. To, to make a donation to um, the Harvest Compassion Center without it costing you a red cent. It's money that you were gonna spend anyway on taxes. So I'm sorry to interrupt that, but in Arizona there are a number of ways in which we have the opportunity as taxpayers to, um, in essence, tell the state how some we'd like to have some of our tax dollars spent in the form of uh, scholarships for students that attend private schools or public school tuition or public school extracurricular tax credits. Uh, this one we've talked about, one for veterans. So look into that if you haven't. In fact, there are other podcasts that talk specifically about that that we've done here on The Beacon. So Heidi, I apologize for the 
interruption no, and the you. plug, Very but well that's said. important. <laughs> I could have said it better myself yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we do have our annual toy drive coming up. Okay, let's so, talk about that. Mm-hmm. So beginning November 1st, we will start collecting brand new unwrapped toys, even gift cards and that's so our teen population are not forgotten. Um, but we'll start collecting those at our centers and then start distributing those items for our families early December. Um, our goal is uh, to donate 10,000 items wow. every year. We have met it every year uh, so we hope to as well this year phenomenal yes yeah, so and more information can be put on is on our website and I also encourage people to follow us on social media our Facebook Instagram pages um, we keep them up to date every day with things that are going on a lot of call to action so there's a lot of um, yeah a lot of great information there as well I have to tell you you know we've been fortunate haven't we Jeff to have some incredible guests some amazing organizations um, but it is it's just stunning. It's stunning to hear, you know, here I feel like, uh, you know, I've lived all my life in Phoenix. Our daughters are fourth generation native Phoenicians. We've been, you know, around a lot. I feel like I've seen a lot of different things and I suppose I have, but to learn, you know, of something that really is just, I, I live not far from the center that you just opened and, uh, just to, to learn about ways in which God is doing the things that he sets out to do and how he's using the availability of those, um, like yourself, Heidi, your volunteers, um, the Swaback Charities, you know, family of folks that are that are involved and Nicole's passion to keep, you know, her brother's legacy alive. It's just it's just really been a privilege to have you as a guest to get to oh, celebrate uh, the, the various ways in which God continues to use the unexpected uh, in our lives and the lives of others to do the unexplainable that can't be told stories that can't be told apart from the hand of God, right, Jeff? You know, the unexpected gift of, of the beacon, especially I think selfishly for you and I, mm-hmm. is we get a front row seat week after week of organization after organization, individual after individual that's out serving the community in hidden ways that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And you get a you get a glimpse of the Lord moving his hand over our city. And we're just privy to what's going on a little bit in Phoenix, right? Uh, but all around the world, God is, is, is moving and active. And then the, the blessing of a story like this morning, where you understand the narrative of what inspired the movement in the organization yes. of Harvest Compassion, really inspiring. And I want to personally thank you. So thank, you um, thank the Swaback family yeah. and thank you for the opportunity for us to lift you on this higher mountain um, and to promote and celebrate what you're doing as an act of worship. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, and to Nicole, you know, Thompson, thank you, Nicole, um, to you and your family for the investment that you're making um, and allowing God to make through you in a community that we're a part of and that we celebrate. We're just really grateful. And so, um, Heidi, I'm excited for the next time that the Lord allows our paths to cross. I look forward to getting a a tour of one of the facilities soon and spreading the word about the way God's uh, using what you're doing. So thank you again for for being on the program. We're really honored to have you. Great. Thank you. It's an yeah. honor to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff, with the time we have remaining, we would love to give the listeners of The Beacon a little bit of insight into the ways in which God's using the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Um, at the the home campus of our, our sponsor, Phoenix Christian, uh, you know, it's a, it's a school year unlike any other. Give us a little insight into what God's doing. Well, we are, we are again, we're back and we're COVID prepared each and every morning. Um, students, hundreds of them are being checked in, getting their temperature, temperatures checked every morning, being affirmed by a, a loving team of, of administration and teachers greeting every student as they walk on the campus. And that begins all the way infant, all the way through 12th grade. 
And we're busy planning and preparing for homecoming. That's coming up here on November the 6th. Phoenix Christian will celebrate its 71st homecoming. If you'd like to be a part of that, we're going to host a a wonderful celebration on campus and on our Facebook page. And we've got high aspirations for uh, many folks watching our game online and watching them in the stands in a safe, physically safe environment. And uh, this show, as we record, on, um, it'll, be, it'll air on this Sunday morning at 9 o'clock here on The Patriot, but that evening at 6 o'clock on, let's see, that would be the 17th, 18th of October, we're going to be ha- hosting a concert for youth groups all over the city on the How to Live a Life Tour. And if you're, there are still tickets available if you'd like to come and be a part of that concert, that's 6 o'clock in our, in our gymnasium at 1751 West Indian School Road. And we'd be blessed and honored um, to host that. So one of the things, Steve, I just want to affirm is, is we record here in October and the program airs in October. This is pastor appreciation mm-hmm. and an opportunity for a school like Phoenix Christian. And we, we've done that all week long. And this is an, in particular a big week for us as we celebrate um, pastors all over our city. And we just want to publicly from this radio station affirm and celebrate. We see our pastors as pillars in our community. Um, it's often sometimes a thankless job but they bring us uh, truth week after week. Even Heidi, as we were talking off air, um, her pastor's message impacts um, how she leads her team week after week. And so we just want to publicly shout out and thank our pastors for their, their leadership and investment in our community. And Steve, as I mentioned earlier, we're, a, we're an infant through 12th grade program. And so uh, one of the amazing things that's happened through the tax credit system is uh, we are still enrolling. Uh, there are some families out there a little... Uh, disappointed that they're not able to bring their student in in a, in, a, in a face-to-face environment with the teacher. We have structured really intentionally an environment on the campus for us to do that. And through God's blessings of tax credits in, in, our, in our community, we have funding available. There is still room available in our classrooms. There's still funding available. So if a, fa- if a, if a parent is out there listening and you would like to launch life at a school like Phoenix Christian, I encourage you to visit phoenixchristian.org. There's some next steps for you to come down, take a tour. We'd love to give you a personal tour of the school. I'd love to meet you personally and introduce the school to you. We're super proud of what God's going on. It's a vibrant, active community. we got football games and athletic events, all in a safe, COVID-prepared environment. But we are blessed to look our students in the face mm-hmm. and, and extend the kind of compassion um, that Heidi's outlined here this morning. Well, it's, it's good to hear, and it is an unusual time for education in general. And uh, always the school uh, has the opportunity to have a smaller class size. So that has become even that much more important in a situation like this where gatherings of, you know, a certain number of, of students in a small place is, is an issue. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because even this week we've, we took and we separated a class that was 30 in our, in our third grade, and that class is now separated uh, 15 and 15. Yeah, and you know, and it's a, it's an unfortunate reality that on the whole in Arizona, the average class sizes are in the neighborhood of 35 to 40, and so Phoenix Christian is blessed to be able to offer an alternative for a more, not one-on-one, but smaller group education. So if you're listening to The Beacon today, you heard amazing ways in which God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. We celebrated Harvest Compassion Center. We were honored to have Heidi. We hope you'll check out other episodes of The Beacon uh, where you find your podcast, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at Feacon, or, I'm sorry, feedback at beaconradioshow.com. We are honored that you listen. We thank 960 The Patriot. We thank Jeremy in studio with us, and also Miriam, who keeps us uh, on the rails and on track with lining up our guests. We're just really grateful for the whole team and for you for listening. Have a great day in Christ Jesus.